Welcome to the Find Your Voice podcast, a show where we believe in the power of the written word to create positive change in your personal life, your community, and the world. I'm your host, Allison Fallon. Whether you're an aspiring author or someone who swears they're not a real writer, we're here to show you how a regular practice of writing will help you access your intuition, make an impact, and find your voice. Join me for interviews with authors, writing prompts, and stories of how even simple words change lives. Happy Monday, writers. It's time for your weekly writing prompt. Today is Monday, March 16th, and your writing prompt for the day goes like this. What are you anxious about right now? Make a list of all the things and be specific. Now go back and write about how you can respond productively to each concern. How can you create a healthy relationship with your anxiety? Now, obviously, in the present moment, as I speak these words and as you listen to them, there is one main thing on my mind as I'm talking about anxiety, and that is the coronavirus and the terrible impact it's having right now on the health and economy of our country. But the truth is, if you're listening to this episode later, or if you're just not feeling the effects of the coronavirus as so many of us are, either way, the point is, this could be replaced with anything. There are any number of things that can be causing anxiety in our lives. For me personally, I'll just give you a little glimpse into what the last couple of weeks have looked like for me. It started with a terrifying text message from my parents letting me know my sister was being rushed to the emergency room with what turned out to be a heart attack. My perfectly healthy 33-year-old sister had a heart attack. Nobody really understands how that happened or why. Then the following day, a tornado hit my old neighborhood in Nashville, devastating the neighborhood and all but demolishing the apartment building that I used to live in. And this kicked up a lot of anxiety for me. I couldn't help but watch the drone footage and think about what that might have been like if I had been living in the building at the time. And then, of course, within a couple of days, the coronavirus hit. And not only is there the fear of all of our personal health and safety, clearly, but then also my husband works in live events and left and right every single event that they had on the calendar through at least the foreseeable future has been canceled. So this has had a tremendous impact on me personally and on our family system. And also on top of this, I'm currently pregnant. Some of you know that. So heighten all of this with pregnancy hormones. And this week has been a reminder to me of how important it is to continue to cultivate a healthy relationship with our anxiety because the truth is our anxiety is not going anywhere. We can't avoid it. We can't avoid the situations that exacerbate it. So we have to learn to live with it peacefully. And yes, I understand what an oxymoron that is. We have to find a way to make peace with our anxiety. Now, for me, it's been the things that I just listed, but for you, maybe it's been something totally different. Maybe you're worried about a child's safety or well-being, or maybe you're worried about a loved one who is in a high-risk population. Maybe for you, it's about money. You're wondering how you're going to pay your bills this month or next month or the month after. Maybe you're feeling lonely and you're worried you're going to be alone forever. Maybe you're having a crisis in your own personal relationship and it doesn't have anything to do with what's going on in the world right now. Or maybe you're having a health crisis in your family. 
Whatever it is for you, the question for all of us is the same. The question is, how do we respond when things in our environment get stressful? How do you want to be, how do you want to respond in a time of crisis? And as a friend of mine says, are you the kind of person who I want to call when I'm in a crisis? I always think that's such a fascinating question to reflect on. Am I the kind of person who people want to call when they're in a crisis? Can I keep calm? I heard a friend and um, longtime friend and mentor of mine, Donald Miller, say this week on his Instagram stories that there are really two things that leaders, great leaders, need to do in crisis. And the first one is that they need to stay calm, which seems simple enough. But the second one I thought was so important too, and really the challenge is doing the two of these things together. The second thing that we need to do as leaders in a crisis is we need to have empathy. So we need to not only feel the stress and anxiety that we might feel in our own lives, but we also need to relate, even if I'm not experiencing personal impact because of what's going on in the world, I need to relate to the many, many, many people who are. And if you ask me, this is one of the most difficult balances to strike because in order to have empathy for myself and for people around me, I have to tap into my heart energy. I have to drop out of my head and I have to really connect and feel. And in order to stay calm, I have to be practical and reasonable and balanced and centered. These two things are challenging to do together. And maybe for you, you're in a place where you find yourself thinking, I want to stay calm. I want to be the kind of person who someone calls in a crisis. I want to be the kind of person who keeps my head on my shoulders when things go wrong. And instead, I find myself feeling incredibly anxious. First, if this is you, I want you to know that you are not alone that anxiety is an incredibly normal, natural part of life. In fact, I want to stop and talk about anxiety for a second because anxiety is not only a normal part of life, it's also a natural biological response to danger. So anxiety is your body's wired-in primal response to fear, and it's actually designed to help you take action when something bad happens. This is why when you're anxious, your body is flooded with chemicals that make you prone to act. They're also the chemicals that make you feel anxious, by the way, but these are chemicals like adrenaline and cortisol. And this is why when you're anxious, you have a hard time calming down. It's why your heart rate increases. It's why you feel like you can't sleep. These are all the chemicals that are making you prone to act. And they're also the chemicals that are making you feel anxious. And despite the fact that anxiety can be helpful and that it's necessary in a time of crisis, anxiety also, you know this, causes you to lose focus on what really matters. I don't know if you've been in a situation where you feel really anxious and you think, I just can't focus on work right now because all I can think about is this other thing that's going on in my life, my sister who's um, in crisis, or my relationship that's in crisis, or the coronavirus that's sweeping across the nation, or whatever it is. Anxiety also causes us to contract. I mean, by that, I mean the opposite of expand. So that contraction, imagine if you were in a car accident and you saw the car accident coming from a ways away, you probably would tense and tighten your muscles, which is a natural response to fear. But that act of tensing and tightening is actually, it actually puts you at greater risk. It's actually what 
causes you to get injured when you're in the car accident. And the same is true for us in life. When we contract in times of crisis, we often miss opportunities for growth and change that are right there and waiting for us. This is an opportunity for growth and change, and you don't want that to happen to you. Anxiety is also really hard on your physical body. It leads us to exhaustion. It also, this is really ironic in light of our current situation, but anxiety also weakens your immune system. So you can see why it's so vital that we learn to wrap our brains and our hearts around anxiety in a time like this. And we find a way to strike that balance I talked about before. We cannot let our anxiety run away with us. Now is a time to practice keeping our calm when we may even have every reasonable reason to be anxious. Now, a great way to practice staying calm when we're anxious is to write about our anxiety. This is not shocking to you, given the fact that you follow this podcast and you're listening today. Writing about anxiety not only allows for the anxiety to exist in a really healthy way, it gives you space to be honest about how your anxiety is impacting you on a physical level, on an emotional level, on a mental level. So there's space for you to be honest about that. But writing about our anxiety also gives us a healthy outlet for it. It's a way to discharge that energy that often gets stuck in our body when we're anxious so that it doesn't end up coming out sideways in other areas of our life. It doesn't end up doing all of those things I talked about before, causing you to lose focus at work when focus couldn't be more important. It doesn't cause you to contract, which actually causes you to become more injured in the end. And it doesn't take such a toll on your physical body and on your immune system. One of the most important things we can do when we're feeling anxious is to state the facts. And the reason for that is anxiety has a way of kind of getting away with us. So let's say something scary happens. you, You get startled because someone walks around the corner and you think it was someone sort of sneaking up on you. Your body immediately goes into that anxiety mode And that mode is designed to protect you, but when you can't calm your nervous system after that happens, and when your body stays in that heightened state, that's when anxiety becomes really dangerous. So this is part of why, in the first part of this prompt, I challenge you to actually list out the things you're actually afraid that might happen. Because the truth is, in an environment like this, some of them might happen. The truth is, Some of us, a small percentage of us, but some of us and probably some people who you know or are connected to are at risk on a physical level. And even if nobody is at risk in your world on a physical level, you might have other things that are at risk. Maybe you're just bummed because you were planning to go to some event or retreat, or maybe you were planning to host a book tour or something else like that. And now those things have had to be canceled. So maybe you're just bummed because of that. Or maybe this is having a tremendous economic impact on you the way that it is on me and the way that it is on so many other people. What I want you to do is list out the facts of the situation, the things that you actually are concerned about so that you don't conflate things that are not that likely to happen, things that probably won't ever happen, those like crazy fears that our brain runs away with. You don't conflate those things with with what is actually true. And the second most important thing that you can direct your energy toward is to focus on what would actually be productive. So remember how before I said that anxiety's purpose in your life is to mobilize you. It's to put you into action. So the question for you is what actions would actually be productive right now? What actions are going to help prevent 
the very things that you're afraid might happen. That's why the second part of this prompt sends you back through that list, helps you look at those facts and make the connection between what's actually going to happen or is likely to happen and what you might be able to do to avoid those things. Now, chances are there might be a gap between what might happen and what you can do to prevent those things. That gap represents your opportunity to surrender the things you actually have to feel anxious about. So the gap between what we can actually do to change our circumstance and what is what, what may happen that we don't have control over is an opportunity for all of us to rearrange our relationship to anxiety, to cultivate a healthy relationship with anxiety, and to surrender control where we actually don't have control. So list out the things that actually might happen, that you're worried might happen. List out the things you can do about it. And then with the gap, with whatever's left, see if you can learn to cultivate a healthy relationship with anxiety. Ultimately, doing that is the most productive thing we can all do right now. I hope this writing prompt helps you this week or really anytime that you're feeling anxious to see what's true about your situation, to determine meaningful ways forward, and to stay hopeful in a time that is full of concerns for everyone. We're in this together. You are not alone. Writing will help you see that. Until next time, happy writing. Thanks for listening to the Find Your Voice podcast. We hope this inspires you to pick up a pen and start finding the words that will change your life, your community, and your world. If you liked what you heard today, share with a friend, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and if you haven't already, check out our website, findyourvoice.com. Subscribe to our Monday Motivation for free and get inspiring writing prompts in your inbox each week. Until next time, happy writing.